I'm going to ask you, if you would, to close your eyes. <clears throat> I will not ask you to raise a hand physically. But in your heart, I want you to consider some things. We've got a good number here today. We thank you for being here and for taking time out of your schedule to come to God's house. <clears throat> but as I look out over people in this congregation today, and you think about people and different things that folks are going through in their life, maybe you're going through in your life, uh, the fellow beside you, the lady beside you, the child beside you, you may not know what is going on in their life. But it seems a lot of people have burdens these days. Heavy, heavy burdens. The things that Jeremy mentioned with Israel uh, being a timepiece, uh, pointing towards the coming again of the Lord, uh, they're all around us every day. But as I look out over this congregation, I see people, there are people here today that are tired, weary, wore out. And then there are other people that rested good last night. And they're feeling pretty good today physically. Things are good. I see people here that are fighting demons, if you will, in their life uh, of different kinds, different sources. But they're there. They're alive and well. They're working hard. But I see people here who need to be carried by somebody. And then I see people here who are willing to carry Thank God. I see folks here who, who need help. Desperately, they need help. And then I see folks who are willing to help. Thank God. Next week, the ones that are willing today may be the ones that need the help next week. That's the way life works, you know. We are here physically, but we come here today for spiritual food to learn to grow in a Christian life or do better next week than we did last week. But as I look out over this crowd, I see one of two kinds of people, and this involves everybody. There are Many, I believe, here today who, if I were to ask to raise their hand, would raise their hand and say, yes, I'm saved. But there are some possibly here today who, if they were honest, could not raise their hand and say, I'm saved. There could be many here who would raise their hand and say, man, I need help. 
I need somebody to help me. So I'm hoping that you will ponder these things in your heart, as the Bible puts it. Just ponder for a minute. Are you the one that needs the help? Or are you the one who is the help this week? You fit one of those categories. I don't care who you are. You fit one of those categories. And your category may change by this time next week. We all realize that. Things can happen quickly. Jeremy said he was shocked. Quickly. Israel was attacked. They were shocked. Quickly. Remember 911? Quickly. It happens fast. Uh, one day Jesus is coming. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that with all my heart. Can I get an amen right there? Jesus is coming again. And, hey, you're going to be in one class of two people. You're going to be ready or you're not going to be ready. Ponder these thoughts in your heart, if you would, please. We want everybody to be ready. Amen. We want to take everybody we can with us to heaven to live eternally. So you're in one of these classes of all these people I've talked about. You're one or the other. Uh, you're happy or you're sad. Uh, you are depressed or you're not depressed. You, uh, you feel good physically or you really don't feel hot. You're sick or you're healthy. Many, many things that go on in the lives of a, of a group this size, many different circumstances are happening as we sit here today. Uh, some of you are thinking about tomorrow. What are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to do this afternoon? What are we going to do for lunch? Let's stop for a minute and consider our personal self, whoever you may be, wherever you may be, whatever your stage in life. I want you to consider your spiritual welfare this morning. Please. Lord, I pray that you would take this time time is brief we don't have a lot of time probably judging by the things that we see the things we hear the news on the tv the news on the radio the news on the internet we don't have a lot of time help us lord help us help me help me to be the person i need to be not just when I'm out in front of everybody, but, Lord, in the secret times, help us to be the person that you want us to be. Help us to be there to lift one another up when another one needs lifted up. Help us to be, as, as Josh Prince says, Lord, help us to be an encouragement to those around us. People need encouragement. Help us to be an encouragement. Be with our church, be with this service this morning, Lord. Help somebody, please. Help somebody today, Lord, I pray. I not fail to thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, I do ask these things. Amen and amen.
you have your Bible, turn with me, if you would, please, to the book of Luke. Luke chapter number five. If I fail to tell you anything else this morning, let me tell you that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Luke chapter number five. And I really don't know where to start. I'm going to be honest with you. But let's start with verse number 11. Luke chapter 5 and verse number 11. Forgive me. The Bible says this, And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who, seeing Jesus, fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he, being Jesus, he put forth his hand and touched him. You ever felt the touch of Jesus? Hmm? Have you ever felt the touch of Jesus? And he put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. He withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Let's read on a little more. Take it to the Lord in prayer, church. Hey, whatever it is, whatever it is. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You ain't got to tell me. You ain't got to tell Jeremy. You ain't got to tell Brother Josh. Talk to the Lord. Scotty says he's my best friend. I know exactly what he means when he says that because he's my best friend too. Talk to the Lord. Take it to him in prayer. Whatever it is. You can talk to him about anything. He knows anyway. Tell him about it. He wants to hear from you and you and you and you. Uh, He wants to hear from He loves everybody. That's why he did what he did. Let's continue reading, okay? Verse 17 says this, And it came to pass, I love that saying, And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Now, catch this last line. 
and the power of the Lord was present to heal me. Verse 18, and behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and led him down through the tiling which his, with his couch into the mist before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts, whether it is easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee, are to say, rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy couch and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up the, that whereon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God, and they were all amazed. And they glorified God. And were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. And after these things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi, or Matthew as we know him, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he left off, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house, and there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? This is the verse I want you to listen to. And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I mentioned a minute ago, there's different kinds of people different situations, happy, sad, sick, not so sick, healthy, not healthy. People searching, people looking for answers. Uh, and, and, and in the story, one of, one of our favorite stories, they all are, you know, next week it'll be a different favorite story. They're all favorite, aren't they? Amen, it's the Bible, it's God's word. It's alive, it talks to us. It deals with us. Danny Maven, I'm glad to see you this morning, brother. God bless you. Appreciate you. But in, in, in the, the part that I really wanted to kind of dwell on for a minute, it could, it could be applied to any one of us. 
One of us, I mean, all of us are, are one or the other. We're either the guy with the palsy. We're sick. Not necessarily physically. Maybe spiritually. We are sick. We don't want to tell anybody. It embarrasses us. No, I'm doing fine. I'm good. I'll, 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 be, I'll be all right. Maybe you fit that category. Maybe I fit that category. But sometimes we find ourselves needing help. And we're afraid to ask anybody. Why? Because I'm afraid somebody make fun of me. Or somebody will laugh at me. Now, I'm, I'm not necessarily talking physical. I'm talking spiritual here. What if they say something about me? What if they make fun of me? Uh, I don't want to talk to nobody about it. I do, but I don't. You ever been there? Come on, you have. You know you have. We, 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 we got burdens on our heart. Things have happened in our life maybe last week, maybe last month, maybe this morning. You know how it goes. You get up in the morning, you go have one of them days, you go get your cup of coffee, you pick it up, and the handle falls off of it. You've had them days. Amen? Get out to the car and you look, flat tire. Great. You've had them days. So the car cranks and you get almost out of your driveway and you happen to look and the fuel light's on. Great. Got time to go get gas. Got to get to church or wherever. You've had those days. And you know how it goes. When, you, when, when that first thing happens, what happens? Seems to roll with the date on it. One thing leads to another. Your coffee cup falls off the handle, spills in the floor. You get out to your car, you got a flat tire, you get it changed, get it cranked, you ain't got no gas. Uh, you get coming down the road, Chuck, 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 Chuck. Where's Chuck? Chuck. They, got, they were late this morning, weren't you? How come, Chuck? There's a wreck on the highway. Somebody else held them up. How unfair is that, huh? Right? We all have things happening to us on a daily basis. You know what, though? I did not go to bed last night, Jeremy, and worry about a bomb falling on my house last night. Did you? Anybody even have that thought? No, absolutely not. We live in the greatest country in the world. Let's try that again. We live in the greatest country in the world. We serve the only God, but by far the greatest God in the world. And he cares about you. He cares about me. As worthy, unworthy as I am. I'm low, man. I'm a snake on the ground, Jeremy. But he loves me anyway. I can't figure that out. We, we, we want to answer questions sometimes. Ed always brings up good questions and he always stumps me with them. But he brings up these questions 
But I tell him, look, man, it, you know, in the big picture, it don't really matter. In the big picture, what matters is what's right here. Now, now, does that mean that once you're saved, you get to be so much better than everybody else and, and, and you know, you're a notch above? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, saved people mess up just like unsaved people mess up. But we can go to Jesus. We can either be carried on this bed like this fellow was, or we can be a carrier. Amen? Come on now. Help me out. We can be carried or we can be a carrier. Uh, notice there was five men involved. And these old boys worked at it, didn't they? Huh? You can tell this was a good friend. When you got a good friend, you'll go to bat for them. When you got a good friend that's hurting, You'll do anything you can to ease that pain. These guys, it says he was taken with a palsy. Don asked me the other night about a young man that had come and preached here some years ago, and, and he had palsy. David Ring was his name, is his name. My brother-in-law, Paul, that does the painting, he's got palsy. And Paul has done some beautiful work, in my opinion. But you'll see him as he's got his canvas here. When I get to go down there, I stay in the upstairs in the attic. They call that the prophet's room. I love it. I love it. It's great. But it's got all, his, it's got all of his paintings in there and all of his tools and all of his, his paint and his palettes and all this stuff. And, and I'm not a painter, but Paul is. But, but I've watched him for years, years. And when he goes to eat supper, he'll get his fork and he's, he's got palsy. <clears throat> Paul used to, uh, nowadays, they, they, what, they wrap cars now. They have signs made on computer. In the older days, Paul would, would go around and letter vehicles for people, businesses. Don Mintz wanted to put Don Mintz's sign on the side of his truck. Go to Paul, and Paul would paint that on there for him. You should have seen it. I'm telling you. He'd get it all laid out, and then Paul would get ready to paint, Jeremy, and he would walk up to that car, and he'd be like this. I'm thinking, boy, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> this ain't good. But he had a little stick, about the size of a yard stick, but it was around like a dowel, and he would lay that dowel on there. It had a little rubber tip on it like a, like a walking cane, and he'd lay that thing on there, and... He'd come up to that thing, and that hand get just as steady. Straightest line you've ever seen in your life. Paul had the palsy. Paul has the palsy. This young man in the story uh, apparently had it really, really bad. He's in the bed. You ever been in the bed laying on your flat, flat on the back? You can't get up. You can't do nothing. You ever been there? It ain't good, I can tell you. You can't get up to go to the restroom. Uh, you can't hold a Kleenex to blow your nose sometimes, amen? You need help. 
Sometimes we get that way spiritually speaking too. We'll suffer from spiritual palsy, if you will. We'll be laying flat on our back. And if those four carriers hadn't come along, he'd still be laying there. Amen? But, the, but they came along. That's part of the providential hand of God that Josh has been preaching a lot about, doing a great job. I'm proud of that young man. This fellow had physical palsy, but, but some of us, possibly, this morning, could be suffering physically and or spiritually, or both. Laying flat on your back, staring at the ceiling. Can't do a thing for yourself. But I know a man who can. And he wants to help you. Whatever your situation may be. Be it family, financial, uh, physical, whatever the situation may be. God wants to help you. And he wants to do it today. See, it says in here, immediately. It don't say, he told them, well, you go take these pills and come back and see me next week. We'll see how it's going. Immediately, Jesus helped him. In both cases, the leper, what did he do? He reached out and touched him. Immediately, his leprosy was gone. He reached down, he talked to this old boy with the palsy. Now, can you imagine Jesus is in here teaching, and all of a sudden the ceiling starts breaking up up above him? You ever thought about that scene? Uh, you know, a little dust and hay or stubble, whatever it is, falling on him. And he looks up, and here comes a guy down in the bed. That's what the Bible says. The carriers were concerned about that young man. Uh, maybe you've got somebody here today that you're concerned about. I do. I've got people in my life right now that I'm concerned about. Both hands. <clears throat> Maybe you need to carry them to the Lord. What if somebody laughs at me? Well, Wayne Bishop wrote a song a few years ago, and I couldn't think of all of it. I tried. And I was hoping he would be here today. But part of the words that I can remember went like this. I had a dream last night that it was judgment day. And there were people I'd worked with and seen every day. I couldn't bear to look in their eyes. Because I never told them how our Savior died. What will we tell them when they ask us why? We never told them how our Savior died. The first line of the course says, silence is cheap. But the price is so high. Got anybody you need to carry the Lord? Let's talk to the Lord, people.
the altar is always open at Mountain View Baptist Church. Maybe you're being carried right now, or maybe you are a carrier. Wonderful news, 38, 40 souls saved Friday night. They've still got burdens today. But we know the one we can take them to. I'm going to ask you if you would, if you've got a burden, if you're a carrier of someone else that's got a burden, let's close out this service in an altar prayer. And you just, you just, you just talk to Jesus, okay? You ain't got to tell me. Now, I'll listen to you if you want to tell me. I'll, don't take me wrong. But you ain't got to tell old Sam about nothing. Talk to the Lord. He can make a difference in your life. Maybe you're here, you're not saved. Now, if you're in that particular situation, I wish you would talk to me or Jeremy or Scotty or Josh or Don or somebody. We want to help you. We want to carry you. We, wanna, we can't save you. But we can point you to the one who can. Amen. We can point you to the one who can touch you. And immediately, you don't have to wait till next week to be saved. It's going to happen right now. The Bible says, if we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. Pretty easy. We make it complicated.